Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning. Back to work. A major update from the CDC cutting the recommended isolation period for people with COVID in half, in part to help with those major staff shortages causing problems from coast to coast. But is it safe? We'll find out everything you need to know about the new guidance, including an urgent call to parents to get their kids vaccinated before they're back in school. Breaking news, a gunman in Denver is dead this morning after leading police on a wild chase through the city and suburbs. Seven victims shot before the spree came to an end. The big question now, what was the motive? Here we go again. Hundreds of new flight cancellations piling up this morning. More stranded passengers now awaiting their fate as a nasty bout of winter weather adds to the misery. Rain, sleet and snow set to make a mess across a wide swath of the country. We have complete coverage. Cruise damage control. New COVID outbreaks at sea have the cruise line industry scrambling again. Ships turned away from ports, passengers on edge. I feel like I was just in a Petri dish waiting to get COVID. We'll have a live report. Going Maverick. He's not a movie star, but he's fooled hundreds of millions with his deep fakes of Tom Cruise. This morning, a Today exclusive with a man behind those viral videos now speaking out about the pros and cons of the technology for the first time. Those stories plus what's in the box? A second time capsule from the 1800s unearthed in Virginia. Why historians are so excited about this one after a disappointing discovery earlier this month. So what will they find as they get set to open it? Today, Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And welcome to Today. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning. I'm Peter Alexander alongside my weekend today. Co-host Kristen Welker, our friends Savannah and Hoda are off today. That maverick, that Tom, uh, Tom Cruise deepfake is insane. He's got a pretty good talk to me goose, I trust. <laughs> he sure does. I can't believe how much that guy actually looks like Tom Cruise in real life. You have to see this to believe it. Yeah, it's frightening. We'll have that coming up in yeah. just a little bit this morning. But we begin this morning with the latest on the Omicron variant shooting up again nearly 250,000 daily cases, just shy of, the, shy of the record set for the entirety of this pandemic. Numbers not seen since almost a year ago. And experts say the post-holiday spike hasn't even hit yet. That's right. And it comes as travelers are facing another day of potential chaos as the perfect storm of bad weather and staffing shortages due to COVID are set to cause even more cancellations. The CDC now changing course, issuing new guidance on how long people who test positive should remain isolated as more is learned about the Omicron variant and more companies across the country face staffing shortages. We have it all covered for you this morning. We want to begin with NBC's Shaquille Brewster in Indianapolis. Shaq, good morning. 
Good morning. Well, positive COVID-19 tests led to so many having to isolate and be away from friends and family during the holidays. But the CDC now says those who test positive may interact with others sooner. This morning, new guidance from the CDC. The agency reducing the recommended isolation period for some people testing positive from 10 days to 5 if they're asymptomatic. Adding the time should be, quote, followed by five days of wearing a mask when around others. Dr. Fauci telling Kristen Welker the guidelines are partly driven by worker shortages. You want to make sure that particularly among essential workers that you get people out there much sooner. The change coming as the highly transmissible Omicron variant is fueling a new nationwide surge. The U.S. once again facing a 200,000 daily case average. In New York, there are now 184 children hospitalized with COVID statewide. Two weeks ago, there were 70. Parents, I'm calling on you. This is the time you have the kids home from school. There's plenty of vaccination opportunities. The new guidance, a boost to hospital staff battling full ICUs. As many frontline healthcare workers struggle with burnout. And there have been people leaving medicine at a really high rate. We have people out sick with COVID themselves. As states continue to see long post-holiday testing lines from Florida to New Jersey to Wisconsin. President Biden in a meeting with governors responding to calls for local action. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. Testing, boosters, and vaccinations, just some of the ways Americans are hoping to protect themselves in this time of busy travel and overwhelming surges. Experts also urging a shift to high-quality masks. The cloth masks do very, very little. I mean, maybe, a, you know, just sort of on the margin. The surgical masks are a little bit better. A KF94s, KN95s, or N95s, those are all high-quality masks. And I really think at this point, that's what Americans should be switching to uh, if they want to avoid getting infected. The CDC even recommending masking for those who are vaccinated but exposed to the virus. Meanwhile, the military is continuing to surge efforts to those hospitals feeling the squeeze. A 20-person team arrived at this hospital recently with another team being deployed to Wisconsin later this week. Peter? Shaq Brewster in Indianapolis this morning. Shaq, thank you. Joining us now, Dr. Paul Offit is a member of the FDA Vaccine Advisory Committee and the director of the Children's Vaccination Center at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Dr. Offit, good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. So let's start with this decision by the CDC to cut isolation periods for people who are infected with COVID or exposed to COVID, but asymptomatic. It was, as you heard Dr. Fauci say, driven in part by an attempt to cut down those staffing shortages. But does it go enough, far enough to protect public health? I think so. I mean, as long as you follow the directives. So usually when you're infected with this kind of virus, the virus reproduces itself in your nose, your, your throat, your upper respiratory tract. And when that happens, it, it reproduces itself hundreds of times, thousands of times. And then you're, that's when you're most contagious, right at the beginning before you even develop symptoms. Then your immune system kicks in, and that's when you have symptoms. As you have more and more symptoms, you actually shed less and less virus. So if you're asymptomatic, meaning no symptoms, 
you probably are shedding a trivial amount of virus, if at all, at that point. And there's the, sort of the belt and suspenders approach there is that if you're truly asymptomatic, then just wear a mask for five more days. So I, I think that's that's fair. Also, it's hard to get testing. So I think some people are uncomfortable with, with sort of not testing before you, you go out mask. But I think I think that's okay. But the trick is actually it's the honor system once again. Right. You have to trust that people are truly asymptomatic. And Dr. Offit, amid this rise in cases nationwide, we're seeing a particularly worrying trend, and that goes to your expertise, which is among children in the hospitalizations, particularly here in New York, where the number of kids hospitalized in the last two weeks nearly quadrupled. So how worrying is that trend, and what is the warning to parents? Well, first of all, it's winter. And this is a winter virus, and this Omicron is particularly contagious. So, so I think you were going to see an increase anyway. Um, but uh, here's what I would say. At our hospital, um, we test anybody who's admitted to the hospital for whatever reason to see whether or not that they have COVID. And we're definitely seeing an increase in cases. However, we're really not seeing an increase in, in people who are children who are hospitalized for COVID or in the intensive care unit for COVID. So again, there's this dissociation between cases and serious cases, which is all because this is a highly contagious virus. And even if you're vaccinated, you still have a fairly high chance if exposed of uh, developing mild symptoms. You're still protected against serious disease, so please get vaccinated. But you're just going to be seeing a lot of cases and a lot of asymptomatic and mild cases in the United States right. over and, the next uh, And to yeah. follow up on that point, Dr. Offit, millions of children will be returning to the classroom next week in the new year. Is it safe to be back in the classroom? Well, you want to do everything you can to get children back. I mean, on-site learning is so much better than, than distance learning and the socialization, et cetera, that comes with being in school. So I think, you know, if, if, if it's safe, if you can make sure that children who are unvaccinated, First of all, make sure everybody over five is vaccinated because they can be vaccinated. And, and you know, the people wear masks um, if there are people in the, in the class who are unvaccinated. So, sure. But we need to do that. We need to care about our children enough to vaccinate them, care about them enough to mask them if, uh, you know, if, if, if it requires that. Yes. Dr. Offit, finally, New Year is just a matter of days away right now. How should folks revisit their plans for the new year, given the infectiousness of this this variant? Well, be careful. I mean, I'm about to go visit my mother, who's 93 years old. I think we're all going to get tested just to make sure that we're not going to be exposing her to anything. But it's hard to get tests. So, so you know, just be careful. Obviously, if you're symptomatic, um, you could be symptomatic with any of the other respiratory viruses that are out there this year. But just assume it's COVID and, uh, and, and quarantine. All right, Dr. Offit, as always, we appreciate this great information. Always good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Turning now to breaking news from overnight, a terrifying shooting spree in Colorado that left four people dead and injured at least three others, including a police officer. NBC's Gotti Schwartz has the latest on that this morning. Gotti, good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. Yeah, police say the suspected gunman went on a wild rampage, shooting people at seven different locations in Denver and one of its suburbs before it was all over. And now the question this morning is why? This morning, a search for a motive following a shooting spree in Colorado that left four people dead. 1201 William Street, 11 Adams, and on a possible shooting. It started Monday evening, spanning at least seven different locations. Officials say the gunman first opened fire in Denver, killing two women in one area and a man in another. Denver police quickly identifying the suspect's vehicle, which led to a wild chase when they tried to take him into custody. There was an exchange of gunfire. 
We believe that uh, the individual, after disabling the police car, fled into Lakewood. Police say the suspect shot and killed another person in that Denver suburb. The driver then fled on foot uh, in the area behind us in the Belmar shopping area where he allegedly felony menaced uh, another business uh, with a firearm. Authorities say the gunman ran into a Hyatt hotel shooting a clerk inside before he got into a violent gun battle with police. There was probably maybe like seven or eight gunshots and then like another set of maybe five more. One officer was shot during the exchange and is recovering this morning following surgery for unspecified injuries. It's a tough day. Um, for the Lakewood police family, um, obviously, when this happens to one of our own. The gun battle quickly coming to an end, though police say it's unclear if an officer took down the suspect or if he took his own life. This is the holiday season. Uh, to, to have this type of spree take place is not normal for our community. And so far, police have not publicly identified the gunman and are still unsure of what might have triggered his rampage. Peter? Gotti Schwartz with the latest. Gotti, thank you. Meanwhile, another chaotic day of holiday travel is looming. Airlines right now in dire need of some reinforcements with COVID callouts and winter weather wreaking havoc this week. But the good news, that shorter quarantine time is expected to help keep more planes in the air. We have complete coverage beginning with NBC's Sam Brock. Sam, good morning to you. Kristen, good morning. There is some optimism. Unfortunately, we're not off to a great start right now. Let's get you up to date on the numbers. So far, 680 domestic cancellations and more than 500 delays. Kristen, that is on the heels of 1,400-plus cancellations yesterday and 7,700 delays. Travel experts right now say it should get better in the next couple of days, but New Year's is going to be a challenge. It's a brutal one-two punch of COVID and winter weather, igniting widespread cancellations and flight delays. Both passengers and crews slowed by the rapid spread of Omicron. About 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, got to the airport, got on the plane, everything was fine, and then one of the pilots didn't show up. So we had to deplane. United Airlines says roughly one out of every 30 of its flights was canceled Monday. And widespread delays meant fewer than half of all passengers made it to their destination within four hours of the expected arrival time. For Delta, weather snarling traffic at key hubs like Minneapolis, Salt Lake City, and Seattle. It was a pretty tough night. I spent uh, about uh, close to 12 hours in the San Francisco airport. One Delta flight from Tampa to Atlanta had to deal with potentially criminal behavior. You got your mask down. In a sign of the times, a woman berated a man for not wearing his mask while not wearing her mask. As soon as we get it later, you're going to jail. It devolved into spitting, punching, and scratching, that woman then appearing in a federal courthouse Monday. Delta saying in part, the company has zero tolerance for unruly behavior at our airports and aboard our aircraft. Meanwhile, Airlines for America and several airline CEOs supporting the shorter quarantine time just issued by the CDC for sick crew members. But the Flight Attendants Association has deep concerns. Ten days may not be right for every single case, but it's certainly going to be more right than five days would be, where we know that some people would be forced to come back to work while they're still sick. To create a safer environment for everyone, Dr. Anthony Fauci suggesting it might be time to require a vaccination to fly. If you want to do that with domestic flights, I think that's something that seriously should be considered. 
And Dr. Fauci, of course, did clarify with you last night, Kristen, that he has not recommended to the president a vaccine mandate for flying. He says there's no decision on that coming in the foreseeable future. As for the U.S. Travel Association, that has voiced its opposition to this policy previously only a couple of months ago. Kristen, back to you. One of the angles we continue to follow. Sam Brock, thank you. We want to bring in Jacob Sobroff now, who is with us all week. Jacob, we're the Californians here, and there's some wild weather out west. There sure is. Peter, Kristen, good morning to you guys, and good morning to you at home as well. Turning to that dangerous weather developing across the country, the final week of the year is bringing frigid temperatures and snow to the west coast, and the Midwest could be in store for similar winter blasts too. NBC's Steve Patterson is in Big Bear Lake, California. Steve, good morning. Hey, Jacob, good morning. It is no doubt a winter wonderland here, but to people that live in regions that aren't used to this weather, the biting wind, the brutal cold, experts are now advising people that live in these high-risk areas to just stay inside and stay safe. This morning, a powerful blast of winter. From coast to coast, over 30 million Americans under winter weather alerts. Storms and snow already blanketing the west, expected in the northeast and midwest in the next two days. In Northern California, whiteout conditions causing chaos. It was so bad that it would be basically impossible to get from one exit to another. Miles of interstate highways shut down. Roadways coated in ice and snow. Well, I'm stuck over here. Snowpack in the Sierras shattering December records. This is the most snow we've had in at least in 12 years. So much snow fell at some Lake Tahoe ski resorts, they had to shut down the slopes. The conditions considered unsafe. We're happy there's snow, but then again, uh, there's no business. The Pacific Northwest already blanketed in snow with more to come. In Seattle, frigid temperatures sending a chill through the region, the coldest in years. Hopefully it's not around too long. Parts of Oregon getting pummeled. The governor declaring a state of emergency through the new year. Too many people that don't know how to drive in the snow. In the Midwest, blizzard conditions blasting the region from Minnesota to the Dakotas. In Fargo, near zero visibility as the region braces for bitter cold. Wind chills as low as 50 below zero now in the forecast, authorities warn the safest way to ride out the year-end winter weather blitz is to avoid it altogether. Stay home and enjoy the holiday. And back here in Big Bear, the winter storm advisory for this area just ended, leaving nothing but fresh powder on the ground, which is great news for ski resorts in the area. But the roads are still quite dangerous as the system now moves east. Jacob. Steve Patterson out there in Big Bear Lake, California. Stay safe. We need that snow out in California, you guys. Yes, yeah, skiers are going to be very happy. They will be happy indeed. Yeah. A lot more wet Look weather to end the drought out west, sadly. We've got more on where those storms are heading, though, right now. We go to NBC meteorologist Jeff Ranieri, our friend in today for Al. Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. And uh, as you all were mentioning, they're on track for one of the snowiest Decembers on record across the Sierra. Even this morning, we're looking at a rain snow mix that could happen in wine country uh, through Napa, St. Helena and Yonville. So a lot happening out across the West, but we're also tracking now some of that active weather moving more towards the east. So that means 33 million people being impacted here, the Midwest with the strongest uh, impacts of this winter weather. So what we're dealing with right now on the satellite radar our picture here is a storm developing with rain from Kansas City to St. Louis, even some snow over Des Moines as we Des Moines as we head through today, the system will lift off to the north and that is going to bring some wintry weather here through the Midwest, also through the Northeast. Then tomorrow we're going to see a second system quickly move in and that is going to bring some different conditions, some severe weather through the Southeast. So let's show you where those storms would be the strongest Nashville, Tuscaloosa down to Jackson, some wind gusts, 
damaging hail and a few tornadoes are likely rainfall anywhere from a half to two inches with this really stacking up in Kentucky, Nashville and down to Alabama. And that is a look at your national forecast. Peter, Kristen, Jacob. Look, I think uh, Jacob and I definitely get credit for starting to bring some winter weather from California out here to the east. <laughs> True. You we got another California, credit. though. You get all the credit. I, there I you get go. That's right, Peter. Yes, from the Bay. That's not the California weather we were hoping you were going to bring here, but thanks, Jeff. <laughs> coming up just as cruise line travel was rebounding, the chaos returns. We'll have the latest on the recent COVID outbreaks on board, causing several ships to be turned away from their ports. Plus, Jacob, bringing a lot to the table today, has an exclusive interview with the man behind the viral deep fake videos impersonating Tom Cruise. I can't wait to show you guys this. He has a fascinating take as this rapidly advancing technology sparks interest both online and from the FBI. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back now at 7.30 on a Tuesday morning, December 28th, 2021. Peter Alexander and I are in for our friends, Savannah and Poda, as they enjoy some holiday time off, along with Jacob Soberoff. It's good to be with you guys. Looking at that tree, I can't believe it comes down soon. Oh, well, I can, and I'm there. glad my tree came down yesterday out of my house. Gives that space back, and then you still look at the holidays I'm for impressed. a little bit. I'm impressed. You're ahead of the curve. I would say you're glad your tree came down with your wife doing the hard work. <laughs> shout-out, Nicole. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's her problem. This Major shout-out. All right. Well, now we do want to get to your headlines at 7:30, including some frightening moments in a Southern California neighborhood last night when a small plane went down in a residential area. The crash was captured on this doorbell camera a few blocks away. It happened near the city of El Cajon, northeast of San Diego. Officials say they don't know where the plane was coming from or how many people were on board. Firefighters didn't find any survivors. Thankfully, no one on the ground was injured in that crash. New developments in the case of that truck driver who was sentenced to 110 years in prison after a deadly crash in Colorado. A judge has now set a new hearing date to reconsider that sentence. In October, Rahel Aguilera Medeiros was found guilty of 27 charges stemming from the 2019 crash that killed four people. Mandatory sentencing guidelines led to the initial 110-year sentence that sparked protests nationwide. Yesterday, the district attorney announced that the state will now seek a sentence between 25 and 30 years. And get this, a second time capsule has been found where a statue of Robert E. Lee once stood in Richmond, Virginia. 
Workers made the discovery yesterday while dismantling the pedestal. It's believed the box was placed in the foundation all the way back in 1887. There was another time capsule that was found there earlier this month, you might remember. Historians suspect the box will contain dozens of artifacts, including Confederate memorabilia and possibly a rare photo of President Abraham Lincoln. It'll be opened later this afternoon. I'm obsessed with that story, by Amazing. the way. If there's a photo of Abraham Lincoln, incredible. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, in other news now, multiple cruise ships are back in the U.S. this morning after experiencing COVID outbreaks and being turned away from ports in the Caribbean and Mexico. Another unwelcome setback for the struggling industry. NBC's Carrie Sanders is at Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale with the very latest on this story. Carrie, good morning to you. Well, good morning. Thankfully, this is nothing like the spring of 2020 when we saw coronavirus teeming on ships, in some cases trapping passengers on those ships for weeks. But these new outbreaks are troubling because the concern is that while they appear to be asymptomatic, it's happening at a time when the industry is making a strong return, carrying more than 4 million passengers worldwide on voyages that have been mostly COVID-free. The cruise ship industry is dealing with a COVID mess once again after multiple ships returned to U.S. ports with outbreaks. The Coningsdam Holland America ship now back in San Diego after getting turned away from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, because an undisclosed number of crew members tested positive, even though the company says they were fully vaccinated. They kind of let us know, hey, look, there's a, uh, we let the authorities know that, um, there's a, some people in the crew that are sick. Lynn Hoffman was on board. Everybody in the ship wears, you know, masks. Again, this might be one of the safest places because everybody's vaccinated. We, we were very careful. Now back in Florida, the Carnival Freedom was turned away from Bonaire and Aruba after an undisclosed number on board tested positive. I feel like I was just in a Petri dish waiting to get COVID. Ashley Peterson, a passenger on the eight-day cruise, says it was a nightmare. I didn't feel safe at all. I basically spent most of the time during the day like locked in my cabin. Royal Caribbean International's Odyssey of the Seas only spent one day at sea before turning back to Fort Lauderdale after a passenger tested positive. Four days later, the same ship was turned away from Curacao and Aruba after more than 50 people came down with COVID. These outbreaks happening despite enhanced COVID safety protocols. All three cruise lines requiring adult passengers to show proof of vaccination and a negative COVID test while encouraging mask use indoors. I had no concerns at all. The cleanliness standards were really good. I think they um, responded really quickly to contain everything. Not the holiday season the cruise ship industry was hoping for as they anticipate a busy 2022. And Carrie, plenty of people may be considering canceling an upcoming cruise in light of these latest outbreaks. So what kind of recourse do they have to try to get a refund or at least to reschedule or delay their trips? Yeah, well, there's the uh, answer in your question in that in some cases, the cruise lines will give you a refund. You can reach out to them and tell them you want to cancel, get a refund. But other cruise lines will give you a credit, which means that you can get the credit and use it for a future cruise. And right now, since people are preparing to go on cruises for the new year, the cruise lines are warning that itineraries may shift because, as we saw, some ports of call are now turning ships away. Yeah, another Peter? industry that has been hit hard by COVID. 
All right, Carrie Sanders, thank you so much for that. And coming up, a Today exclusive, the first interview with the man behind the deep fake viral videos that appear to show Tom Cruise doing everyday things. I'm sure you've seen them. He spoke to me about the rapidly advancing technology and the dangers it could open up in the wrong hands. That's coming up right after this. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, you've got to see this. We are back with In Depth Today and a Today exclusive on what they call deep fakes, digitally manipulated videos, images, and audio that are becoming increasingly common, and the fake part can be nearly impossible to detect. Now the man behind the best-known deep fake is speaking out for the first time in a conversation with our own Jacob about how and why he has fooled so many and the threat the technology could pose. What a great conversation. Honestly, you guys, this is truly mind-blowing, and I think it's so mind-blowing because you all at home have probably seen these TikTok videos that look like Tom Cruise showing us a day in his life. He's doing things like playing the guitar, trying on clothes, even eating dinner, they're pretty captivating. Well, this morning, the guy behind that account, that account that has fooled hundreds of millions of people, is opening up about the sensation he created and what some worry that in the wrong hands could have disastrous consequences. What's up, TikTok? All year long, Deep Tom Cruise has been posting videos showing what appears to be a different side of the Oscar-nominated actor. I think there's bubblegum inside this. People are surprised that I'm a big Dave Matthews guy. But believe it or not, that's most definitely not Tom Cruise. Nor is this with me in our L.A. bureau. This is serious breaking news, but a little behind the scenes, a little, a little flavor. I'm with one of the most legitimate correspondents on Earth. Now, if you're interviewing me, Jacob, yeah. you face it. Hold on just a second. There's a big fire. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> you are deepfake Tom Cruise. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Miles Fisher may have an uncanny resemblance to the superstar, but using advanced technology, what he's created is far more than an extraordinary impersonation. Have you guys created the best deepfake that has ever been made? I think we have created the first deepfake that's so realistic that a large majority of people have seen. Not only seen, but fooled by, including at least one of the world's biggest celebrities. This is the one that Justin Bieber thought was real. And this Fisher says looking and sounding like the leading man made it difficult to chart his own path as an actor. So a year ago, he decided to lean into it, stumbling into a role with repercussions far beyond Hollywood. As I find myself the unofficial face of this deepfake movement, it's important to learn. And I'm fascinated by this. This is the bleeding edge of technology. It started when Fisher contacted Belgian visual effects wizard Chris Ume. They began creating viral videos for fun, and they're only getting better. Still got it. About five days, 
maximum six days, I could turn around something like this. So you've gone from weeks to days in a matter of a year. This technology is yeah. advancing yeah. that rapidly. Yeah. For his part, the real Tom Cruise hasn't asked the duo to stop and they haven't monetized the TikTok account. Cruz didn't respond to a request for comment from NBC News, but their work so successful, Fisher and Ume's company, Metaphysic, is now in business together. Looking to convince others is worth paying for this technology. How can we use this technology by creating kind of identity rights? Let's say Tom Cruise gave us the consent for this likeness, where we could move beyond just small parody clips. Everybody gets paid for that intellectual property. That does raise uh, ethical questions about where you fit in all this. The thesis of this company that Chris started begins with ethics. They say they'll only take on projects they consider ethical, but some worry leaving companies and individuals to make that decision could be a dangerous precedent. Congress has held hearings on deepfakes and AI, and the FBI tells NBC News they're following the rapidly developing technology closely, saying we'll continue to investigate any violations of federal law and actors that may use them for nefarious acts. Should we understand it as a potential threat to our democracy? I think the technology is morally neutral. As it develops, the positive output will so far outweigh the negative nefarious uses. If you like what you're seeing, just wait till what's coming next. And there is more coming next. Ume, Fisher's partner, says that it is Fisher's talent, and he is so talented, combined with that AI that makes this possible, but the technology is quickly catching up. They're both well aware that they are in uncharted territory, and at least one government, you guys, has wow. reached out to Chris Ume to learn more about this technology, which raises so many questions. It does, and it's just mind-blowing to see how similar it is. Is there a way to know when this is fake and to tell when it's fake from reality? The, the short answer is not really there are companies yeah. that are building tools to try to detect this technology but it, there are even people who knew tom cruise have met tom cruise who <laughs> reached out to me after i shared that video on instagram after they posted on tiktok and said oh tom's a great guy isn't he oh my god it was the first thing i asked you when i saw you this week as i had seen that online this guy does it for entertainment but the risk is if someone does it to compromise some professional right. actor or politician. And you guys will relate to this. There were hearings. Adam Schiff held hearings on the Hill about this in Washington, D.C., about the effect potentially on election interference, on our democracy. You know, as an entity, what could possibly happen if this gets into the wrong hands? And I don't think anybody has the answer to that quite yet. Yeah, and Ume is such a good actor. He could impersonate Tom Cruise without the deep fake. But it's really extraordinary. Mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, great interview, Jake. Thank you, guys. That's something else. I'm still trying to get over that video there. We want to check in with Jeff Raniere now. It is the real thing he has the latest yeah. forecast <laughs> for us the Jeff, real Jeff it is i know my viewers out at nbc bay area in the san francisco bay are going is that the real jeff Ranieri? <laughs> yes i'm out here at 30 rock filling in for the wonderful al roker so let's go ahead and get you that forecast and the heat is on from texas over to the southeast we are tracking these temperatures 20 to 30 degrees above average it'll put us near a record in houston at 82 79 there in meridian tomorrow it stays warm Look at this Laredo, Texas up to 90. Now we're going to get some relief here. You can see in Dallas once we hit this weekend, we'll go down to a cooler 69 and check out the today map real fast. 
Frigid wind chills in the northern plains, minus 20 to minus 35. And that is your national forecast. Uh, we're going to have a look at your New Year's Eve coming up the next hour. And I can't believe it's almost going to be 2022. I saw them setting up the uh, Times Square this morning on the way to work, and uh, I'm so glad it's still going to be happening with COVID and everything. Yeah. Yeah, got to do it carefully. We'll see what happens, Jeff. Thanks yeah. so much. Still ahead right here. It's the season of sneezes and sniffles. And now the question that has everybody on edge, cold, flu, or COVID. What to know about the winter symptoms to protect yourself and those around you. That's after these messages. We're back now, and Jacob, you've got the pop start this morning. It's going to be a good one. Coming up, we're going to go Gotham as we get a new look at the upcoming Batman movie with Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 